0: Hey, everyone, and welcome. We see you on Clubhouse. And, of course, we're watching on the Restream as well at the same time. Thank you all for being here. I'm seeing people pile in. And uh, we should have- Caleb start. and
1: I were laughing yesterday because we go from no bo- no Nobel, how do you say, Peace Prize winners to, or- oh, God, To fart talk. jars. To fart, yeah. That's right. We run the my gamut my here. Wait, can you just say that? Because I couldn't put we it
0: We go you. from a Nobel Peace Prize peace prize recipient <laughs> to fart jars. We 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 like we like we like being a little rangy as they say. We like uh, yeah. anything that interests us, we like going for it. Yeah, forward. the
1: plug at the end. Sorry, I did not I did not deliver that joke very well. But also everybody at uh Clubhouse, congrats. You got to uh witness Drew's after-show experience. There was
0: about seven people. <laughs> they and, all uh, stayed on. <laughs> Ilana sent me a nice, a coy email. Uh, maybe you're aware, but your clubhouse was on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, i don't <laughs> worry. Good times, good times. It's like it's the thing were the, selling your farts. <laughs> four stupidest words in broadcasting is this thing on? That's it. <laughs> that, that's the the Absolute four stupidest words, <laughs> oh my words. god, and uh, there you go. And the clubhouse is kind of a weird thing because you know, after I unplug everything, I don't think about it as still being on. But I know, it I know be. it's okay. So, here we go. Uh, today, so we talked to uh, Dr. Peter Hotez yesterday, I thought that was kind of interesting, it was amazing. Although, uh, Adam excoriated me today on our podcast, Why? He, he told me he was a fear monger and a terrible person, and he was only negative. And I thought, look. He's a peer, saves number one. Lives every day. He's a peer. He's got a great new product and the vaccine he's promoting, and he has a negative bias. His bias was negative, and he's a pediatrician, so he's worrying about adult neurological problems that he really doesn't have any judgment about. Yeah, and and I didn't want to go any further into it, but I'm a I'm a victim of the COVID brain injury. Yeah, and I'm fine. Yeah, the I point think is I that, am too. I couldn't point put is, those
1: words together.
0: No, but <laughs> you just go ahead and blame it on that. That's good. <laughs> but but the fact is that the, although there were some observations, and I didn't want to get in the weeds on this yesterday, but all, all there have been observations on brain shrinkage after COVID. There's brain shrinkage after a lot of severe illnesses in adults, particularly older adults. Yeah. And guess what? It gets better. It goes. It comes back. It's 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 a sort of a gray matter Teach thing.
1: Yourself- French or something.
0: Right. You, you can you can get you can work your way through it, uh. Quickly. Which you should do anyways if you're older. That, absolutely true. And uh that, that is a perfect lead in to our guest, Stephanie Mato. She is a Czech and she speaks fluent Czech and Susan is Czech and Mike Catherwood's wife is Czech. Well, and, and so, and uh, the Great two, Czech the, women. the two, Susan and Bianca do not speak Czech, but uh, for Stephanie, it is her first language.
1: So awesome. I, we may make her... Uh, I wish I knew it.
0: I know. Well, one day, maybe, if we can, have I, can I can say dikuí. I can say dikuí also, which is th- <laughs> thank you. Uh, and, and Stephanie's over there laughing her ass off, I'm sure, at our, at our <laughs> fluency. But uh, Stephanie is from 90 Day Fiance, uh, and... Uh she was uh let's see, she was actually a 90-day fiance. And it was not a before the 90 days, it was not after the 90 days, she was 90 day fiance. And Susan and I, uh during the pandemic particularly, Tom Segura got me strung out on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> And one, because he kept asking questions about the couples and the whatever. Right.
1: He, on the show, when he used to be on the show all the time.
0: Right. And, and, and I go, I don't know, who are these people? And I, so we, he goes, you need to watch. And so we did, and we are hooked until We got the,
1: addicted.
0: Until the present day. The whole
1: family's like, oh my God, there's a new 90 day fiance on today. Let's go. To the present moment. And we all we, pile we, on, the, we remain on the couch dick. like the Simpsons. and <laughs>
0: We remain victims of that uh, reality program.
1: It's terrible. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, don't tell Stephanie it's terrible. No, Stephanie, I mean, it's, the, the, it's the addiction really an is addiction. Terrible. It's the addiction like, is terrible.
1: Like you want to hear, you want to see the the train wreck and the, you want to see well, the happiness. You want to see the wedding. You want to see, it's like, it's so cute. It's a good show. All right.
0: And so Stephanie uh, made a, a splash on that show because she was the first same-sex couple that the show explored. Uh, both she and her partner were very, Literally colorful, uh, and and most recently she has been in the news because she be she is a web star of to, of, of sorts. She'll tell you about her web history, and she is uh, of the new economy for sure. And part of that is she's learned to sell actual flatulence in a jar, and now an NFT which you can find at Fart Jars plural Fart Jars NFT dot com. Since the beginning of the pandemic, nearly one in five Americans has reported consuming an unhealthy amount of alcohol. Could be you, but only 10% of them are actually getting the help they need. Reframe is a neuroscience-based smartphone app that helps users cut back or quit drinking alcohol altogether. Using evidence-based tools, techniques, and content, Reframe guides users through a personalized program to help them reach their goals. Comprised of daily tasks, a comprehensive toolkit, a community forum, and accountability guides, Reframe is a modern, accessible, and affordable resource that can help anyone looking to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. Reframe is backed by Harvard University and Emory University Schools of Medicine, and it is ranked the number one alcohol reduction smartphone app worldwide with over 350,000 downloads. With Reframe, there's no stigma, just science, no labels, just support. To learn more, go to joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Use the code Dr. Drew for 25% off your first month or your annual subscription. That's at joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Welcome, Stephanie Mato.
2: Hello. There you how are, are you? <laughs>
0: Good. How was, that in- how was that intro?
2: That was great. That, you summed it all up.
0: So I now I, we need you to speak a little Czech, just so people understand how wild that language is, and, yeah, and that it is your first language. So just say thank you for having me on the program, something like that.
2: Dobry večer, jmenuji se Stefanie a já prodávám prdy. Oh, I said, "Good so evening. My name is Stephanie, and I sell my farts. Děkuji." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please put that on a loop. All right, nobody else has it. That's your NFT right there. <laughs> <laughs> sell, sell the sell the. Well, Caleb, I hear you ringing in here. You're you're kind of a. You come from the same uh, heritage as Stephanie has uh, mastered. I wonder if you oh, have any questions from for, from the yeah. internet.
3: Well, I I it would be great if we could get uh if she wants to explain to the people what an NFT actually is for the people that aren't familiar. Right. I want to hear what her perspective right, is good. on it. Beautiful. So Beautiful. NFT go ahead.
2: Stan, for non fungible token, and it's a piece of artwork that is sold through the blockchain. It can be purchased with cryptocurrency, and can be redeemed for some real asset things, such as you know access to something, access to an event. Uh, You can keep it, hold on to it. It can go up in value. You can resell it. It's kind of like a virtual version of like a baseball trading card, if that's like a a good way for people to grasp the concept. So, yeah, and it can come in all forms. It could be a photo. It could be a sound. It can be um, a digital drawing. And in my case, it's a digital drawing of a fart jar.
0: Of of course it is. Uh,
3: Caleb, does that get it? Yeah, that, that makes sense. That seems to be what I understand. Like The yeah. way I understand it is a lot of people, yeah. they're making, t- basically taking art that they create, putting it on the blockchain, and then selling that as a digital asset. So you don't actually own the copyright yeah. for the original, but you're the internet's owner of that specific like listing on the blockchain. And yes. I think it's especially yeah. important because now, because Twitter recently added, I don't know if you've seen that yet, Drew, where you can change your profile photo to an NFT that you own, and it gives you like a different shaped profile photo, and you click on it, it shows where it is in the blockchain and all that. So all these companies are getting on board yeah. with it legitimately.
0: So Caleb's going to advise me how to create an NFT one of these days. I, it will not be a fart jar, I'm here to tell you, but uh, congratulations on yours. Uh, <laughs> so how did the fart jar occur to you? Is this, is, is this, uh, this uh, I, I smell, well smell is uh-huh. an unfortunate a an unfortunate choice of words but but i i sense the presence of men males going i need this from you i need that from you please give me this why won't you and then you said okay fifty dollars <laughs> or for highest bidder or whatever T- so tell me how this happened i know men i know how they are
2: i have been on youtube i've been on the internet for about eight years now and i've you know gotten a large following of mostly men and they've, you know, given me some pretty crazy requests in my time and I've gotten requests from bra, lingerie, panties. Craziest. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, I guess that's like a perspective. Maybe, maybe the craziest would be people wanting photos of like my uvula, <laughs> so that's like a weird fetish that some people have—a uvula fetish. Um, I think that uh, farts are definitely up there. People have asked me for my feces in a jar, which I will not do. <laughs> that's like where I think I draw the line. Um, but yeah, farts are are among the weirdest things that people have requested from me. Um, And I got requests for a long time for those sorts of things because I think that people just like wanna feel like they have every kind of experience with me possible. They view me, they listen to my stories on YouTube, they may get an article of my clothing, they feel like they're closer to me, they smell me, they watch my videos of me. So I think the, the farts are just like another way for them to feel closer to me.
0: Wait, Susan is cracking up. I'm just curious what's going on in that mind of hers. So, so what? Hang on a second. Wait, she's she's off mic right now. But what, what I know you, I'm
1: looking for my seized candy. I'm what, hungry. What were you laughing at? I, I was. In which I'm trying not. Well, it's to eat. funny,
0: but you've had it especially I funny.
1: Feel closer to her. It's pretty funny. What well, no? What
0: men want? Men is they, and
1: it's mostly men, right? It's I mean, all how men. many? It's all men. No, it
0: is. And okay. men want a sensory experience. It's sort of, and so they just want to feel like they're specially right. connected to her in some right. way.
1: Right, and they can get their hands on you, even though you're not. You've never met any of these guys.
2: Mm, Well, there, there are two that I communicate with on a regular basis that I'm like, that I feel like I'm friends with at this point because they spent so much money. And, uh, you know, I think for a lot of them also, it's not like a sensory thing, but it's actually a financial domination thing. Like there's so many weird mental components to the fart jar thing that I can't even really wrap my head around.
0: Give me what you mean by that, and by the way, by, those guys those guys are not your friends. be careful <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but but, but what, what what do you mean the financial domination what does what does that mean? Like I can get um, you to I do th- anything if I pay you, kind of thing.
2: I think it's like um some men just like to feel being taken advantage of by a beautiful woman. Um, it's like a
0: oh 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 a dominatrix you know, like, thing on oh,
2: oh, me, oh, yeah. my money yeah, 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 oh no. Right. Like there's actual right. websites. Tell me, I'm are, ugly. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that there's even websites that are purely dedicated to financial domination, and you know these men financial they're referred domination. to as pay pigs. <laughs> Such a strange so term. <laughs> Um, And so well, it's I think kind that of like that exotic
1: is, dancing.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like and I exotic think
1: dancing that, is a little bit like that.
2: I agree, and I think it's that.
1: Sorry.
0: Go ahead. Let me just explain. Sorry. There's a there's a little there's a little delay here. And so when I speak, it'll it'll block it, may stop you in the middle of something. Just keep going. I will automatically stop. You know, once (laughs) I realize that's happening. But but I will tell you, Stephanie needs to be at your mom's house. I mean, I I see this now. We need to bring her to your mom's house. Oh my God. But finish what you were saying. I'm sorry.
2: Um yeah. So I think that the financial domination aspect of it is pretty big in a lot of the cases, a lot of the sales. Um, Then there's also the novelty, the fact that I'm on a reality show, you know, I have some pretty loyal fans that have stuck by me for many years that, you know, purchase everything I do. Like if I put out some merchandise, they'll buy it just simply out of brand loyalty to me. So there's, there's a lot of that.
0: Are are they, let me, let me ask you a tough question. You can answer it any way you please. Do you Mm -hmm. worry that some of these guys are like in love with you and this is sort of, kind of exploiting that a little bit or do do you feel bad about that at all or do you do you you try to tell them look you try to set boundaries with them so they're not sort of you know they're adults they can do what they want but you tell them like no no don't go there
2: i have run into some issues like that with some people who just don't know boundaries and who (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. One second. My dog is scratching
1: on something. What's going on? Wait, let me mute no, no. my mic. I don't want to. I'm laughing. No, 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 I, Susan,
0: we like you I in think it's here. No, no, no. Her what, up. what were you thinking when you were laughing about that?
1: They don't have boundaries. No shit. No, no.
0: <laughs> hey, does this. And
1: my dog is going nuts. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm sorry about that. Tell
1: me, needs to get some boundaries. Oh, over there. Yeah.
0: So, so Susan was Susan was laughing at the no boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> women have to deal with this stuff a lot, and and it's kind of yeah. interesting to me. And I yeah. And why and not you, make money off pers- of it? Well, that's yes. you know, people, people can make their own choices on that. But
1: it's a cool side hustle. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed. Thank you. I think that
2: uh, I've had stalkers in the past. I've had people who are very unhinged and lonely and don't have uh, you know boundaries at all so with those people i have to really just set the record straight and let them know that at the end of the day this is a transaction and you know you're paying for a product a service and that that's all it is and i don't owe anyone anything more beyond that
0: mhm does it give you, you know, I, I, a lot of people that are engaged in these sorts of exchanges with men, end up not thinking the best about men? Uh, mm-hmm. Does it? Does it? Are you are you gay now? Are you bisexual? And if and if either way, does it affect your feelings about men?
2: I'm bisexual, and wow, that's a very deep question. I don't think I've even thought of that myself. I feel maybe on a subconscious level it is affecting the way I think of men. Um, like for example, it has to. If I, of course, yeah. If I had a boyfriend and I found out he was buying far jars for five hundred dollars online, <laughs> not sure I would love that. <laughs> so right, um, right, yeah, yeah. So it it kind of sucks to be in that position, I guess. But I. Uh, just kind of close my eyes and think, you know what? That's their business. If, you know, hopefully that they're single or, you know, if they are in a relationship that it's like that there's communication and that there's, they know where the money is being spent and that, you know, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a fetish for some people. So hopefully the, the wife, the girlfriend is okay with that. Um, I think Well, that it's
0: interesting. It, it's interesting. You're, you're, you're taking the position that you're not saying, oh my God, men are disgusting. You're saying, uh-huh. I hope they're not violating the trust of a partner engaging in this yeah. goofy stuff, which is interesting. Yeah. Here's my that's dog He's here now. That's Rep my biggest here. concern. Come
3: on, Because
2: right. I think that, uh, you know, I'm the founder of a an 18 and up website. And so there is a lot of 18 and up not safe for work content on there and one of the things i think about is you know how does pornographic content affect relationships and you know it can be unhealthy i think it can be addictive so uh you know it's there's you know there's ways to consume it in a healthy way where it doesn't take over your life and I hope that there's there isn't a guy out there who's spending his kids' college fund on my farts. <laughs> so.
0: yeah, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> uh, how, how much is the NFT go, going for now? Do you do you have a, a going rate for it?
2: Uh, so the NFT uh, of the fart jars. There's five thousand. We've minted almost a thousand of them so far, and they're going for point <laughs> zero five Ethereum, which is almost. I, I don't know. What I th- think. Th- it's about like one hundred and fifty dollars, roughly. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: A- and and the and you, my um, understand. I heard Howard Stern talking about your your jar distributions, and it, he reported that you made somewhere around two hundred thousand dollars selling the jars. Is that is that accurate?
2: Yep. So that's not counting the money that's going to go into shipping and handling and, you know, all of the products that I use that go into making the jars and supplies. So and then, of, of course, taxes, which I've now just started to think about. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I think like at you're, the end of the ab- day. It's uh, it's about, I would say, closer to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I've made off of the fart jars in a matter of a uh. couple months.
1: Plus, you have to pay tax. Um, also, I have a question. How do you get a fart into a jar?
0: Well, that's going to be the next kind of topic. which Is, is that where you yes. were you
1: going to go there? Wait, and yeah, then so, also... So she, I'm glad
0: Susan asked it, not also, me. It would be rude she, for me to ask that, but thank you, money. I just want to you,
1: make sure... Yeah, it would be weird if you asked her. <laughs> so let me ask from a woman's perspective.
2: So um, the best way I have found is uh, by taking these little fabric flower petals. And I bought a huge bag of them and I would just fart directly onto the flower petal and then kind of just mm. rub it around the area and then put it inside of the jar. I just I, I felt oh. that if the, the molecular part of the fart could latch onto something like a piece of fabric, it would be more likely to stay than if I just farted into a jar.
1: You have to have kind of a juicy fart then. No, she didn't say that.
0: She said that she, <laughs> she's just looking for particles. So, yeah. and, and are the
1: sorry, I had to go there
0: and put Susan back up there again because you, you can see the, the ethnic, I want a longer the, version
1: of my face though. I don't like that little box. but look at the
0: ethnic. familiar. You see, that? Like does she look long... familiar to you, Stephanie, in terms of her Czech heritage? <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it's the smile yeah. of a high cheek we
1: have the squinty eyes kind of yeah very squinty eyes yeah yes we do so um my other question is like okay so it it does smell like roses to my husband i know so putting the petal in the jar is like a great idea but um if you um when you were trying to get all this gas i know that you were eating a lot of protein bars yeah she got sick and which is a way to produce it just drew just in case you want to start you know selling selling your farts uh yeah Mm -hmm. i want to let you know
0: thank you um but so so you ended up having some sort of esophageal spasm or something is that you thought you were having a heart attack so it's something up in the upper upper gastrointestinal tract. was it a a spasm in the esophagus
2: I honestly don't 100% know, but that whole day I had like three protein shakes and I had a protein muffin, I had a ton of black bean soup and by the evening time I was feeling tightness in my chest and every time I breathed in I would feel like a like a spasming feeling and a tightening around my chest. And, you know, I also have anxiety. I had just started a new form of birth control. So in my head, I'm like, I'm having a heart attack or I'm having a blood clot or mm. or, or something bad is happening. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I, well, the blood
0: clot's an important thought.
2: Yeah, and I and I had mm-hmm. just literally started the the birth control and I'm kind of, I think mm-hmm. at a high risk for blood clot because of like a pre-existing condition I have. So I just didn't want to take any chances. I called my friend, I had my friend take me to the emergency room and they admitted me right away. They did two tests. They did an EKG and they did like a blood panel that detects if you have a blood clot or if you're likely to have a blood clot. And, uh, and then they asked me questions about, you know, what I'm doing, what, what my diet's like, what kind of new medication I'm on. When I told them that I'm taking the new birth control, they seemed alarmed. So that stressed me out even more. Um, but all of the results came back perfectly fine and they had no choice other than to just let me go home. And the doctor just said, Hey, based off of what you told me you've been eating today, it really sounds like <laughs> you have really like really severe gas pains that are just like pushing up mm-hmm. everything. Maybe like a reflux issue. So I uh, went mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. I took a gas X and a Tom's and I fell asleep. <laughs> so, so I was exhausted and humiliated. Damn
0: all that had. all that hard work, all that hard work <laughs> undone with a gas X. So so the So the <laughs> So the blood um, test is called a D dimer test to see if you had a pulmonary embolus. That's sort of what the the reference is. Uh, how is your mom doing? We saw her a lot on the at least on the sort of pillow talk stuff you guys do over at A Fiance. Is she? How does she feel about your 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 source of income?
2: Um, it took her a little while to come around to it. She's a you know a traditional Czech woman but I do really well for myself. Like I I support my whole family. I take us on nice vacations. And so I think that they're kind of just like, you know what, she does what she does, but she's making a good living and nobody's getting hurt in the process except, you know, myself occasionally. (laughs) So I think that they've learned to, uh, to accept it.
0: Your esophagus and uh, and your and I worry about your eternal soul in terms of <laughs> you feeling being de- that's I literally when, when people get involved in these activities, I worry that it, it 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 depletes them in ways that they're not actively aware of that's why I was asking about men and stuff but you I think it's funny it, well, it have you have to have a good sense it. of humor yeah and, and so and it, then
1: be able to handle the press did you take any oh, yeah. well,
0: taking any from you? anybody yeah how's that go?
2: Oh man. Well, I mean, there's, there's so much cyberbullying. There's so many people messaging me, giving me death threats. And, um, you know, some of the media has been pretty brutal and harsh. Um, it's always hard when you have like a YouTuber with millions of followers making a video completely ripping you to shreds and then everybody in the comments agreeing with them. But I am like so uh, conditioned and trained from years of being online to really just, like let something in one ear and out the other and not let it affect me. I, I think I'm like pretty numb to a lot of things. Um, and I'm just so I'm, I'm so professional when it comes to like the online stuff. It's just like, it's like it's like clocking in at work and then clocking out. Mm-hmm. And I'm a totally different person when I'm online.
0: Uh, isn't it And two couple things. Uh, it's interesting to me how the internet has done this to us that it's sort of stolen a piece of our ability to relate as human beings you know and then people that are in the media have to like I just take the punches ignore it all the things you're talking about doing
1: our our chat people love you somebody said you're hot who cares what people say another guy said um ha, they they love it they're I'm, I'm intrigued like wow this is cool how many how many fart? He, somebody says how many fart jars have people bought like how, many any, how repeat Fart jar buyers have you had
2: mm, there's one guy in Austria who bought like five so he's <laughs> definitely a fan <laughs> and he's messaged me ever <laughs> since I re- retired he's like so when are you going to start selling them again and I'm just like listen I think I'm done why don't you get a fart jar nft instead
0: oh <laughs> you're depriving this young man or maybe old man who knows uh you're you're like whatever (laughs) that's the way it is
1: those austrians so
0: and by the way stephanie's instagram is stepanka s-t-e-p-a-n-k-a Mato m-a-t-t-o at stepanka mato. um and you had a history of aplastic anemia and i'm kind of intrigued by that did you have a bone marrow transplant or something because that is a very very serious illness
2: Yes. Um, And I had a severe case of aplastic anemia. When I was diagnosed, I was like platelets 5000, hemoglobin three, like very, very sick. Mm. Um, I was put on the transplant list, but I don't have a full match in the registry and I don't have a perfect sibling match. So I actually had um, immunosuppressive therapy in the form of mm. cyclosporin and horse ATG, which is literally when they pump you full of horse proteins to like shut down your mm-hmm. entire immune system and reboot it. So I went through three years of my life where I was like bubble girl and was very sick and in and out of cancer hospitals, um, but still working from home the whole time, still doing what I'm doing, not selling farts, but you know doing sexy photos from the hospital bed. (laughs) Wow. So, Yeah.
0: Wow. How old were you then?
2: Um, When I was diagnosed, I was 26. I'm now, oh my gosh, it's been a long time. I'm 31. It's just time, time has flown. I I feel like I've, (laughs) I feel like I've lost a part of my, my youth from being sick because there was like so much that I was, limited to to doing oh, I in your 20s.
1: That's hard. terrible.
2: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it made me really grateful for a lot in my life. You know, spending a lot of time in cancer hospitals, you see so many people who are much more sick than you. And so I think it made me a stronger person made me so much more grateful. And uh You know, I'm so grateful to have my health now. That's why when this whole fart jar thing happened, as soon as I was like, I'm not feeling good, (laughs) all right, I'm done. (laughs) Like, I'm done doing this to myself. I'm not gonna mess with my body.
0: Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. So that was the, it was those physical experiences that was the end of the the fart jar project. Uh, It's it's odd to me that you,
2: it's traumatic for me to go to a hospital because, you know, when they were doing those blood tests, it's like I'm getting, you know, all of these flashbacks. memories, flashbacks of when I went to the hospital years ago and I'm waiting for those test results. And I was just, you know, at that point, I was like, that's why I really was like, this isn't worth it uh, to be putting my bo- my body under so much stress for money.
0: There um, it's a little odd that you had a complete resolution with the cyclosporin. D- did they have a theory as to why you responded? Like, was this like a lupus type syndrome or something? Or what, what did they think it was?
2: So their theory was, although they said it was idiopathic, um, and you know, no known cause, they think that a virus entered my body, got me sick. Mm. And then, you know, altered my T cells to then attack my bone marrow and my bone marrow was right. very very damaged the cyclosporin it it took a very long time for for it to work i had a partial remission about 7 months into treatment and then i relapsed and then it took another 2 years after that to reach full remission so uh, and there was even a point during my, uh, treatment that my doctors sat down and they were like, this isn't really working as well as we want it to. And we're concerned because you don't mm. have a bone marrow match. So I was a very, very slow responder to, to the cyclosporin treatment. And I'm still actually on cyclosporin, and I most likely will be on it for the rest of my life, but it's like a, it's a relatively small dose of it.
0: Oh, well, you're on it still now. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, is now one of the, it's called the, we call these cytotoxic therapies, you know, cytoxin, cyclophosphamide. Oh, a cyclophosphamide. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I see cyclophosphamide is a little different. So that's something you can, you can stay on long-term and it doesn't affect, I, I was thinking about uh, cyclophosphamide, I think, which affects fertility. This does not affect fertility, does it?
2: Um, it does not, but you know, pregnancy can cause aplastic anemia, so I think that's mm-hmm. one of the concerns with me getting pregnant in the future is me relapsing. It's like a thirty percent relapse rate for pregnant women, um, uh, for women with aplastic anemia who are in remission. If they were to get pregnant again, so um, I am trying, you know, to think of other ways of having children in the future, such as surrogacy. So gotta gotta save that fart jar money.
1: <laughs> gotta use that for something. Well, yeah. Um,
0: you better quick get back to the jars. So, so, so wait. Talk- we had
1: some latecomers to the to the stream. Hold
0: on, hold on. Before we ask the questions, so you're talking about egg harvesting, and and the sooner you do that, the better too, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So I do have frozen eggs actually, which is okay,
1: quite good. lucky. Okay, good. Okay,
0: good. Well done. Super smart. Okay, Susan, go ahead.
1: So we have latecomers to the stream They want to know how you um, bottle your fart again
0: oh they're back to the process i know it's the they same question they seem fascinated with the process, yeah, yeah. The procedure. they're like
1: how do you do that so, like everybody who's new so,
0: so and susan uh and in the house and he
1: probably wants to know too yeah, I'm, he,
0: I'm
1: sure well he doesn't want to know but
0: well he likes your house and he fig- figures that uh he just said that there you must be um, doing very well in, in this endeavor and they so they must he smell likes pretty it. good yeah right so oh, yeah. for the for the newcomers for the for the newcomers it's you can so go through it again if you wish
2: Yes. So um, I purchase these little fabric flowers and I will just directly fart onto the fabric flower petals, rub them around the area, really get that smell in there and then put it into the jar, seal it. And then I sometimes will tape it, saran wrap it, put it in a Ziploc container, and then it goes into the package and gets sent out.
0: Why not just put it make it easy on yourself. Just put it in an envelope. The, the, the guys that want this will, will probably want it just as much out of an envelope as you a jar. I know break. it's a nicer presentation with the jar, but it's yeah. more
2: for you. I know, but it's like, I, when I'm charging that kind of price, I feel like mm. I want it to look like it's expensive. Is
1: shipping included? Somebody wanted to know.
2: I oh, guess yes, you have yes, some yes. more
1: buyers. It is. Yeah,
0: but she's out of the fart jar. She's out of the fart jar business, guys. Uh-huh. She, yeah. she's. Uh, you, you, I don't. What would persuade? We're gonna. You?
1: We're gonna bottle yours is, and Annie's.
0: <laughs> is that, <laughs> Annie doesn't doesn't produce? You forget Annie is a ninja. Uh, I know, I know. is uh and any i know you're on this stream here we, we, can sell we for a we lot more. seriously money. seriously have to get stephanie over at your mom's house i, I think she <laughs> under she's she has a window into a world that we of cool guys that we talk about and <laughs> and uh she'd be a very important source New of guest. information for us yeah um so so have you ever seen the, the your mom's house uh sort of platform we they sort of look at people's odd behavior and try to make sense of it. And then they, then they send them over to me to further try to make sense of it. Uh, uh, Oh my God. And he is funny. He
1: did not want to know. (laughs) All in caps. I do not want to know. (laughs) he, he doesn't, he wouldn't allow his significant other to fart in the morning. They'd have to go outside to do it. <laughs> that,
0: that was, that was Eddie's thing. Yeah. He's a,
1: that's why he and I will never work that, out.
0: That's why he's not, uh, he wouldn't do well living very long in Austria. <laughs> and, and you know, there's a, uh, there's, there's a lot of ethnic crossover between Czech and Austria, right? There's sort of a common heritage biologically, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, we're at so, so,
0: well, it's sort of the Austro-Hungarian time, the Northern part of that. And uh, so it's interesting to me that your biggest
1: Czechs are smarter, though.
0: Uh, well, I, I don't know Austrians that well. I know, <laughs> I know Czechs are very smart.
1: We're
3: prettier.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. But but Austrians do okay. I and, think they
1: make better porns there too. Uh,
0: in Austria or Czech? No,
1: in Czech.
0: Oh my God! We're le- Annie. Make a note of this for next time I come to Austin. <laughs> um, all right, we well, let's take a little. Let's take a little break here. I've heard. Let's I've heard. Let's take a little break. And uh, we're going to be back with Stephanie Mato. Let me get her particulars again. It is Instagram at S-T-E-P-A-N-K-A-M-A-T-T-O. And if you want to get the NFTs going rather than the actual jars themselves, it is fartjarsnft.com. We're going to take a little break. and back with more Stephanie after this. Let's talk about our friends at Hydrolite. I can't say enough about Hydrolite. You hear me talk about them all the time. It gets me through workouts and medical procedures and Colonoscopies and COVID, it absolutely contributed to my recovery from COVID. Hydration is key to feeling healthy. And there's never been a time when that could be more important. We're in the height of cold flu season. Every headache has got you testing for COVID. Staying hydrated can keep the questionable symptoms at bay, and there's nothing better than Hydrolyte to get it done. Taking their hydration formula one step further, now there is Hydrolyte Plus Immunity. It starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients. Plus, each single-serve, easy pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy pour powder sticks that rapidly dissolve in water to make a great-tasting drink that is a 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all-natural flavors, it's gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan – Hydralyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, or as always, you can find it by visiting slash doctor Drew. That is h y d r a l y t e dot com slash dr. Drew, and be sure to use that code dr. Drew twenty five at checkout for a special discount. Back with Stephanie Mato. Um, is my mic on? Yes. There we go. It's
1: pretty funny the I, we get like the restream does uh, Twitch and YouTube and. I don't think Twitter's on here anymore and Facebook. And it's just funny to watch all all the comments on all the different platforms at the same time. They're, they're pretty funny. It's a,
0: it's a different, uh, there's different characters. People like you know, talking
1: different. about this. It's just you know, yeah, I want to have fun with it.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but I want to talk a little more. I want to get off the farts for <laughs> a second. Talk
1: about COVID. No, no, I want to talk a little 90
0: Day Fiance for a second because because <laughs> no, I I not, know not how that. reality shows are done, and I I sit and I analyze some of the filming, and I'm trying to understand. Mm-hmm. I I am guessing you wherever you go, wherever you're you've elected to shoot, you have a producer in each of your ears, like each of you are getting whipped up by a producer and there are probably two cameras in the room, right? Two is shooting across two cameras. All right. Yeah. Sometimes and there's three. one. Yeah. At least two cameras. And each camera has a guy with a running the cable and, and a sound guy. So you have six to nine people plus the producers around you guys, as you're trying to have these intimate encounters Tell me, people don't know that they, they, people that watch reality television, television sort of believe they're in the room with you magically or something it's not magic. There's a whole, and there's a video village set up in your kitchen, probably with five, five screens and, and directors and sound people and story people documenting everything you're doing and writing it all down. Am I, am I right? So as you're talking about 14 oh, yeah. people just to shoot a simple scene. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. how what was that like? And and yeah.
2: It's uh it's pretty strange. And you know, a lot of the times you're you're told what the topic of discussion will be, and then mm-hmm. you know, you're stopped a lot of the times if you know if you said something too quietly or if there was a, a truck passing by, you have to repeat what yeah. you said. Hold so- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: right, exactly sound so. guy goes, hold truck. <laughs>
1: Uh, so all right so wait Stephanie's
0: people. mic Stephanie's mic is out needs a battery yeah. Stephanie's mic needs a battery hold it yeah I know you're about to have sex with your girlfriend no 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 hold battery battery <laughs> yeah. right it's so weird yeah. I, I don't understand how you guys pull this off
2: it's so so unnatural and then you know at the same time you kind of feel because there's cameras on you you're like am I being myself or am I just like playing right. a a, a part that is myself. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I uh, I start to like be very acty, and I get into my like YouTube mode when I'm when I see the cameras rolling, and uh, yeah. and then I remind myself I'm like no no no, Steph, act, act real, act natural. This is reality TV, and, and but it's it's so hard, and it's such a mind fuck. But
0: yeah, I but but I would but, argue I would argue though because they what what I think what I see happens is because they stir everybody up into conflict, you end mm-hmm. up eventually for, forgetting about the cameras. You, you All of a sudden, you're you're in it. Yeah. And so they, they kind of go away I, in spite of it.
2: Say yeah. it again. I, and I drank a lot uh, while I filmed, so that also helped uh-huh. me really get out of that, uh, that like, you know, being conscious of the cameras. And that was really the only way at one point that I was able to even continue filming and doing the show because it was just so stressful for me that I just, I needed mm-hmm. to have like a glass of wine because it was just like one confrontational thing after another. And it was like so mm-hmm. many serious talks and I'm not like a very confrontational person at all. I'm more of a sweep it under mm-hmm. the rug or just like, let's avoid the problem. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like for me, it it's not a not a fun vacation to Australia. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: And, and And it seemed like you know the the your partner's reaction to that stressful environment was to make you responsible for everything. As, you know she sort of projected everything onto you,
2: yeah. I think that we were just two different people with two very different ways of handling things. And she is an extremely, you know, sensitive person, and I can be kind of cold. and um you know, we just have different reactions to each other. and I think, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, we're from, I feel like we're from two different generations. (laughs) She's, you know, super hypersensitive Mm -hmm. to every single thing. And I'm kind of like chill, you know? So, um, I don't know. We just Mm -hmm. did not see eye to eye at all. And we saw that very early on. And I wish that the trip could have just been cut short, but obviously, you know, we, we had to be there for x amount of time so um so i stayed and you know we tried to make it work we tried to make the most of it but the longer i <laughs> stayed the worse it got the more the more conflicts there were
0: yeah it, it's people don't really understand how reality works it's a very strange environment it 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 is you know lots of people in the room it's like filming a movie almost mm-hmm. and then and people are have no sense that that's the case uh, and there is pr- producers who are f- fucking with things constantly, uh, with, you know, and, you know, did you, what was your girlfriend's name again? What was her name?
2: Erica. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, there's a
0: lot, there's a lot of, st-
2: I'm in You're trouble right. with her now, actually. Um, I did an interview earlier today for an Australian radio show and I was asked some questions about her. And apparently I didn't respond politely enough. So now she's posting on Instagram, like saying that I'm like Beautiful. talking shit about her. And I'm like, oh my God. They're yeah, not talking
1: shit about her. No. I like I'm her. A- I thought a- she was cute. Yeah, she was fun.
2: I, uh, in a way, I, I, uh, I fear talking about her because you know I don't want to stir up any old things and. Well, no, I, we're,
0: we're, it's okay. We're not. We're not going to talk about it. What I want to say is, and the reason I bring up her name is, you had a producer in your going, your ear going, Erica. I mean, sorry, Stephanie. Erica just said you're such a bitch, and then, and then in Erica's ear, there's a separate producer going. Stephanie just said she's going to go home and she's not going to ever speak to you. I mean, they just, yeah. they, 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 this is what they do. And when I was dealing with. Patients, actually, sick people on celebrity rehab. I had to, I had to chase them all out. I, I was like, my God, these are these are people in a treatment program. You don't do that to sick people. And so, you know, en- enough happens. You'll, you'll be okay. Don't worry about wow. it. But they still do it. My,
1: and the pe- some of the people on Ninety Day Fiance are pretty. Pretty, they have some mental health problems too. Trust <laughs> some, me, not yeah. these. Two, it's not some good. Of people, yeah. Some of them. I didn't say all yeah. of them, but you know, it's. Yeah, it, it has to be. So cool.
2: I think that like producers and shows need to be a lot more careful uh, because, you know, also the aftermath of filming the, you know, the show is hard enough, but then the, what comes with the airing of the show and the backlash and the bullying online, I Mm -hmm. mean, that could Mm -hmm. drive somebody literally to like, I don't even want to say, but
0: yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to do a show for a long time, just called after reality, you know, because uh-huh. there's all kinds of repercussions down down the road. I, I have another sort of producing question. I, uh-huh. I've noticed that, that the there's, okay, we're gonna use a little jargon here. There's things called OTFs, which were oh, yeah. invented by, I don't know, Survivor or something. They're called on the fly interviews and they're actually never on the fly. They're actually, they sort of come over here, Stephanie, we're gonna do OTFs now. My My question though is, Are those weeks later? Are those hours later? Or are they actually before the things actually uh, play out? Because I I could see all three things possibly happening.
2: Mm. I mean, I think every reality show does things differently. I think that, you know, 90 Day Fiance, they try to keep it as true as possible. So a lot of the OTFs, I mean, pretty much all of the ones that I've done were after, you know, a full day of filming. Which was usually exhausting and, uh. Okay. Like I remember there was one day we were on like an excursion in the middle of the ocean to go yeah. cage diving with yeah. great whites. We were there for like twelve hours and then we had to do an OTF afterwards <laughs> to talk about everything right. that went down. And it was like it was brutal. It was right. so tiring.
0: So and so here's here's the this is the this is the this is the phoniest of the phony part of reality. So they've had some huge conflict and shark dived or whatever they did. And they now they go back to shore, they light a room and they go. Stephanie, what are you doing today? And it's like I'm very excited because I'm going to go out with Eric—a on a great boat trip. Even though, even though you know all the shit that went down, and and they're wow. like, okay, say it again. Like you didn't know what actually happened. Yeah, you didn't know that you yeah. were going to, the shark was gonna attack you and you were gonna swing at Eric or whatever happened. I don't know, but uh, you yeah. know, it's it's very weird, awkward. I, I've always thought OTFs were very, very strange, and I, and they seem strange to me on 90 Day Fiance too. Uh, more more yeah. just cuz we're fans of the of the program and we we were fans of you on the program too. You're now doing the pillow talk so I have kind of questions about that. Do they set up an automatic camera like by your television or is there a production team in your house to to film the pillow talk?
1: Inside information.
2: Yes, so during COVID we actually filmed it ourselves because you know people were not really allowed to come over. And, uh, and then eventually once COVID restrictions started to be lifted, uh, there was uh, like one or two people allowed to come over to the house and film it. So you had one camera person, one audio person, and sometimes like a production assistant. Um, but it was like actually fun and it felt very cozy. And I think out of all of like the reality things I've ever filmed, Pillow Talk feels the realest. Because you're really just sitting down with snacks, watching the show and reacting to it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. So we used to like a show called We used to like a show called On the Couch, which was just people, interesting people, watching reality television and seeing their reaction. Remember that, Susan?
1: Yes. Yep, yeah. I do. I like that show. What was it called On the Couch? Something the, like that? People's Couch.
0: People's Couch. People's Couch. Right, right, right. Uh, all right. Let me look through they're, our.
1: They're kind of pissed. You guys took their idea, though. I know that as a fact.
0: What, oh, you who'd you hear that from?
1: From the people who are on the people's couch,
0: <laughs> the ones we had dinner with at Heather's, yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah. And I know because I know a bunch of them. Remember, uh-huh. I went on below deck, with yeah. The I didn't three, know you're still in with touch. with I didn't
0: know you're still in touch. With well,
1: them. no, but I know they're kind of butthurt about it. Interesting, that was a good show, though.
0: Uh, I'm looking through our restream chat to see if anybody has their specific questions. And, um, so, uh, Stephanie, Susan, so like, you, like oh, those scenes, Kayla. you
3: know, like those scenes whenever they're like introducing you with the other you know, the other person that's on with you, do they, uh, you know, like whenever it's sometimes it's like, you're all smiling together and then other ones where you're, you're angry and your backs are to each other and your arms are crossed. <laughs> oh do yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Do, Cause yeah, yeah. my wife and I, when we watch the show, yeah. it's like, we can almost predict, oh, they're going to get in a fight because the two of you are facing <laughs> away with your arms crossed. <laughs> do you just like fill all all in, in line one... right yeah. beforehand? Right. And you just have, well, you have to be angry at each other now. Or how did like, or do they do it like break them up into different clips whenever you actually are mad at each other. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I'm trying to remember, like, because that whole entire time that I was filming in Australia feels like such a blur, but I think there was, like, there were like one or two days that we did those, we did those shots and they got a few different options because it's like, you know, it kind of helps split between the scenes, you know, when you go from couple to couple helps right. to organize essentially show, did it all at
0: once know, caleb all at once right That's right it. be so mad it's like, be like, loving yeah. be cool be be funny you know you know it's whatever. Coming, so it's uh. like
3: you know you guys are going to fight it sometime so just make your mad faces and turn away from each other now <laughs> <laughs> uh, <in Australia, laughs> it I didn't work simple. out
2: <laughs> it was so bad there because there were so many flies so we had to stand very very still but we were being uh. like bombarded with so, like, you know, there were flies oh, landing God.
0: on our faces. <laughs> it was just, oh. it was awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, this is all. I hope this is interesting, showbiz, because it's just very interesting to me that you know these things are how we've learned to create and produce these things, and then what people actually think they're seeing. I, I the, you know, one of the, of course, I work with the uh, the Teen Moms. And that's one of the shows that really people think they are in those people's lives. They think they know them. And oftentimes the girls, you know, not even girls anymore, the women and their husbands are seeing footage six months later. They'd already forgotten about everything that had happened yet. And yet the Twitterverse is seeing it for the first time and starting to react to it. I'm guessing that's kind of a disorienting experience as well.
2: My gosh, I think that's the worst part is having to relive it over again. And then, you know, I I did another show after called Strikes Back, where I had to rewatch my season and then react to it. So it's like, I literally had to go through it three times. (laughs) So it was like, I couldn't move on, you know, you try to move on from sometimes the trauma of what happens on the show, but you just can't. So yeah, that, and then I I went through it all during the pandemic, during lockdown, it was 2020. Mm. So I, it was, it couldn't have been worse timing.
0: Did you get depressed?
2: Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I handled it. Okay. Um, I, I don't really like, I don't get depressed. I just go like completely catatonic sometimes where I'm just like a zombie where I just don't feel anything. I don't cry. I don't get sad. I just kind of exist and just, you know, wake up, do what I have to do and then and go to sleep. And then after and afterwards I'll look back and I'll be like, Oh wow, I think I was depressed during that time yeah because so, so, I was so that's emotional
0: yeah numb. that's yeah yeah that's numbing right we numb and uh it's kind of a trauma symptom do you, do you have a did you have a childhood trauma when you're growing up
2: i think that i had a pretty erratic childhood i moved around a lot you know i didn't really have mm-hmm. much stability as far as uh where i was living i moved around a lot with my mom and Um, you know, my father wasn't present for a lot of my life. So yeah, I think my, my life felt very crazy all the time. So, um, uh,
0: chaos, 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 chaos is not good for kids. And and do you have a relationship with your dad now?
2: So I established a relationship with my father in my teens and then he passed away suddenly when I was 23. So that happened. Um, and then, uh, at 23, I moved to Los Angeles to become an actress and I kind of was spiraling mentally. I became an exotic dancer for like a year as like a form of like, I think self-sabotage because I was just, you know, going crazy in my own head. Um, and so, yeah, like my twenties were pretty turbulent and then I got sick to top it all off. So, um, yeah, it was a, a very, uns- yeah.
1: it sounds terrible. That's yeah, but I think and, now
2: and, I feel
1: good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you seem good. And, and and the the exotic dancing again, I I worry about your relationship with men because I, I interviewed many exotic dancers, and they all oh. they lose uh, something towards men, with respect yeah. or whatever it is. It it, dimin- it diminishes their ability to see men as good people, frankly. <laughs>
1: so why drew what are what are these places like i want to know
0: you we, we're going to take you in austin i i haven't
1: they, they I'm drew wants sure. to take me to a strip club to experience it i
0: haven't been to one since my bachelor party 35 years ago <laughs> and, and oh. so i i am
1: She's pushing for it but i can't get the booth boys to go no i
0: just thought it'd be interesting to bring susan to one well it? we could go oh we you and i not with oh my god, which which should we?
1: I don't know what it's like. You, you you're explaining this like because men are just kind of like dogs and they just are just, disgusting, and you have to experience that, or because you know being a dancer, you kind of enjoy the power of it. You know, well go
0: ahead, Stephanie. What do you know? What I'm talking about that it sort of it sort of depletes your ability to kind of I don't know. Go ahead, you tell me.
1: I,
2: uh, I think for me, it uh, it gave me some serious trust issues. That I still Mm -hmm. carry to this day because I witnessed not men really being dogs because, you know, everyone's a pervert. I can be a pervert, whatever. It's fine. I like looking at titties too. Um, But I think it's just the idea of a man coming in and, you know, sitting down with me and showing me a picture of his wife and beautiful kids and saying how much he adores them. And then taking me back to the vip booth and and trying to like sexually assault Mm. me so you know experiencing Mm. things like that can really just you know mess with your head to show you like wow some people can really have this facade and have this really really dark side um so that's traumatic for you yeah it has been but um that just means that when I meet somebody new, when I start dating somebody new, it just takes me longer to vet them to really, you know, mm-hmm. feel like I really know them. So some people you know they meet somebody a few months later, they feel like they know them. For me, it's like I need to know somebody for years to really feel like mm-hmm. I know them. Um, and people that I date need to understand that it takes me a lot of time, and um, I don't just give away trust willingly and easily. That's
1: not a bad trait.
0: It's not a bad thing as long as you can trust. Some people get to the point where they can't trust. Any of you still yes. over on the restream? Yeah. And so if you can, it just takes a while. That that's fine. That's good. And not necessarily that's adaptive too. It's not necessarily bad.
1: That happened to me once in a bar. I Drew and I were with another couple and then he had to go do radio or something. And I was by the bar and this guy walked up and he showed me pictures of his kid and he goes, Do you want to fuck? And I was like, What? You showed me pictures oh of gosh. my kids he's like yeah Yeah. they live in jersey i'm i'm here i have a little place around the corner i was like no i don't thanks but thanks for the offer i was just so shocked i and then i told drew i go i can't believe this guy (laughs) did that i know and they do it a lot i mean men do it and all you can do that just in any bar in town it's very weird
0: uh yeah now back to the teen mom group I had a somebody gave me a comment that said that Farah's business inspired you a bit, or, or Farah was inspired by you. Which which is that?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So I noticed that after my far jar thing went viral, uh, that a story uh, pertaining to Farah Abraham went viral, and that she was you know trying to sell her feces feces in a jar. And I actually sure. personally messaged Farah to ask her about that, and she denied it, and she said that she's not. So. That's the tea. Farrah's is not selling poop in a jar. Um, but she uh she did come onto my platform. She's now a creator on my platform that I founded unfiltered, and and she does, you know, her sexy content on there. So that I think is is pretty cool. She's a very interesting person.
0: She is an interesting person. I, I told she's her she's a hustler too. I, I yeah she is. Uh-huh. And I and I told her when um in a good way. When she left Teen Mom, I told her, I said, I will miss you. You you've been I've been we've been with you a long time and a lot of intense experiences. And I noticed uh-huh. she almost cried when I said that. And uh-huh. but but I have missed her. I have. And she, she's a handful. She's di- she's challenging, but I, uh-huh. I you know, she's you know, we, we like Farrods. <laughs> she's, you know, she's challenging. She's very challenging.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: she uh you know, a lot of I think she she Aren't and I all? have
2: <laughs> I think and uh, you know I definitely like the fact that she's very unashamed to be herself and she's just you know she just is who she is so I think that's pretty cool.
0: Let's take you want to take a couple calls here see what people are thinking Uh, this is off clubhouse Uh, this is Miriam I think I'm getting that right let's see if we can get Miriam up here
1: Miriam come to the phone.
0: Yeah. It, it it we've got to figure out a way. Let a to...
1: couple people up at once and then see who gets there first. All right.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. I will do that. Uh this is
1: We get our calls on on Clubhouse for anybody that's interested. You can uh sign up on Clubhouse and then and then you can be on the show.
0: If oh, but... any Annie. Annie's in here. Let's bring Annie up. Annie. Yep, Annie you're up. He's going to kill us. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Get up here. <laughs> I, I put I put in a request for you to come to the podium. And by the way, if you do come up to ask questions, you're on restream, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, YouTube. You have multiple platforms. We're going. going and he's on gonna
1: run like hell. He doesn't uh, like parts. <laughs> any, I,
0: I gave you a request to come up. He's uh, being
1: obstinate. He doesn't like this topic.
0: No, he's he's raised his hand. Oh. There he is. Oh, sorry. And he can't join right now. It says.
1: Oh. Uh, Miriam, no. Maybe he's got a job. He doesn't want the. I don't know. <laughs> right. Everybody's afraid to talk about farts. No. <laughs>
0: Let's talk to uh, Josh. Josh, what's going on?
1: Josh.
3: Hey, Doctor Drew. Hey. Um, I just was really curious from a psychological perspective the whole farting thing, and receiving farts and giving farts, and it makes me think of sadomasochism.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that's what that's what uh, that's exactly what she was telling us is that there is this world of financial dominance that's exactly right and and what do you want to answer that a little bit uh stephanie i think that's what you were going towards
2: Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of men like to feel like they're being taken advantage of by a beautiful woman and uh you know like the feeling of um being bled dry uh kind of goes in line with the you know stomping on balls um You know, being a cuckold, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that for a lot of men who are purchasing the jars of farts, it's not really the farts themselves. It's the fact that they feel like they're kind of being taken advantage of financially. Um, so yeah, that's, that's 100%. uh, Where's
0: Chris? What's going on?
2: Hi there. Sorry.
0: I'm
1: running into my room because my children are fighting. I have one question. Um, what made you decide on this particular item? Why farts? Men, men were asking for
0: it. Men were demanding it. <laughs> we, we talked to you. You came late to the thread. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, re- review that, Stephanie.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I've been getting requests for a very long time for, you know, people wanting to smell my farts. I just always thought it was a joke until one day I just said, okay, well, let me check them up for sale, see what happens. And they ended up selling
1: well, bravo. I mean, <laughs> you made money. I i was just, I mean, half of my life kind of revolves around the people around me passing gas and you found a way to monetize it. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Chris,
0: thanks. We'll move you back. Chris to
1: the is, is going to start her own business.
0: Uh, I'm trying to move through. <laughs> Baby
1: farts. <laughs> yeah, uh, She's got like four kids.
0: Is it Mikey? I think Mikey wants to come on up here.
1: And he ran for the hills. He
0: he's still here. He just, <laughs> he, just he just sent me a little note. And he can't make it up to the podium, right? He's not. not yeah, yeah,
1: player. it's okay. All Maybe right. he's working. He's like, "What is this?" He came on. Oh my god, it's so funny! I know. Okay,
0: I'm gonna try another one. I'm not sure what the name is here, Uh, but I'm I'm gonna. And if we don't get some calls up here, we're just going to wrap up the clubhouse part of this pretty well,
1: quickly. Well, we have we have some uh, emails. I don't know if they're really appropriate for this. This would be.
0: These are those are those emails you showed. Yeah, me. they don't go with. Those are a little more, more. Those are a little more tough. Tough. Uh, you
1: know. <laughs> Nothing. I sent all the fart jokes over to After Dark, so I okay. should have kept a couple yeah. of those. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, okay. I get a lot of emails about people's farts. <laughs> like,
0: all right. Hey guys, their uh, shits. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna have to do because something is going cuckoo c- c- uh, with the, the, the clubhouse.
1: Well they can continue to listen. We don't have to take okay. the questions. All right.
0: All right. Uh, let me see where I was here with uh, Stephanie and all her Should, stuff.
1: You can you can uh
0: Susan, me... do you have any further questions? Did I did, No, did that, I think Was that you interesting know, to you about I, the night day fiance? Here's what,
1: here's what I like my takeaway, just as a woman. So, you know, if I was, if I had the internet and and YouTube and stuff like this, when I was in my twenties and thirties, it would have, it would have been so much fun for me. Like I would have, I've been, I would have been doing all this kind of stuff and I would try to do it with dignity. So it wouldn't be too, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to have, I wouldn't be a porn star necessarily and have photos of myself naked or anything, but I would, I would definitely use my femininity to get myself way of life i would have loved to have made a couple hundred grand in you know a year selling farts or six months or how i don't know how long it was for you but but i just it just cracks me up i love the entrepreneurship and again make notes here i love the i i just find it fascinating that you know reality stars can take it to the next level and keep going and 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 have a media life and um do it while you still got the looks cuz you know you don't you can't keep it forever but even though you know there are guys that like older women i can attest to that cuz i get hit on on the internet all the time but you just you know keep doing what you do and just don't worry about what people say and you know just be well, your I'm, I'm going to put a
0: caveat. on it.
1: Unless it's going to be harmful to your mental health, right? Be but, be, be
0: careful about that. Numbing well, that's why I'm saying, like nudity and the depleting and, and the and the being consistent with your value system. You have you have to really, you have to really yeah. be honest with yourself, and you know, and and um, and making sure your health, physical health, is is yeah. looked after because you've had obviously serious stuff with that.
1: No, of course. I mean, I you don't want to hurt yourself. That's the whole point. Like.
2: That's a, that's a line that I have to tiptoe every day is, you know, doing mm-hmm. what I do make the money to sustain the life that I've built for myself, but also not jeopardizing my mental health, my family relationships, um, well, and not doing things and, that make me feel And you don't want to hurt, so. you don't want
0: to, and I know you don't, you don't want to hurt other people. That's all. And, and uh, yes. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a navigation. I I, I get it. I get it um all right well I have listen, a question. it's been really fun talk oh caleb here we go yeah
3: i just have a, i just just thinking about this um so i know because you've been on both sides of it you've done the youtube stuff and you've also done uh you know reality tv and all of that well my wife and i we met through youtube in the back in the old days and so we did this daily vlogging thing which is kind of like a self-produced reality show in a way but eventually we stopped yeah. doing that yeah. because we started to wonder, like, are we going to Disneyland because we want to spend time together, or are we going there just because we want to film a bunch of content and get a bunch of views online? And so do you think that it's easier to maintain that genuine relationship when you're the person that's holding the camera and filming it, or is it actually easier whenever you have a crew that's following you around and picking out the scenes and all the stuff that goes into it? Like, which one makes it easier for you?
2: I think it's so much better to be the one who has the control of the camera because right. then you can always control when you put it down and when you stop. And I think that's what's like most important. You, you're the one editing. You're the one that has the full, you know, manipulation and control. So that's why like, you know, at this point going forward, I kind of see my reality TV days as numbered and I would love to just go back to doing YouTube, but always having just like mm-hmm. still my private life because that's important too.
3: Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. TV, the,
0: the, the, the reality, the, the, again, another just sort of assessment of reality television, it's, it's hyper reality. It's not reality. It's hyper reality. While, while YouTube stuff is closer to reality. Again, you don't have all the lights and the producers and the conflict generation and the scene setups and, and then go. And your wife
1: making you talk to a woman who sells fart jars well that's reality i'm a producer yeah but but that's the the
0: more reality part if this if this were somewhere else it's on a reality set there would be nine people here in the room with us there'd be be four uh typically three or four uh writing producers you know story producers writing down everything we say and then a room of Mm -hmm. a Sound yeah, guy, yeah. A, a, a director, an assistant director, and that, and that would all be in our kitchen somewhere. Trying and, to
3: cut. Ca- and cause then there'd chaos. be producers
0: coming in and going, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do that again. It's, come on. She, she told you oh. you're a bitch. Come on, let's go. You, you want to be on the
1: show or not?
3: <laughs> like, no, I know.
1: Now, we only, you just have a team of four here trying to make you uh, look bad. <laughs> No, you're not looking bad. This actually was, this was really fun. And I, I just appreciate the opportunity to get to meet you and see how creative you are and fun. I like fun. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And, and, we, yeah, uh, and maybe I feel, A little like, sexuality is not so bad. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So
0: So we, um, yeah, and we're fans of the show. We're fans of yours. Yeah. And so we thought it'd be fun to Sorry, I cut and, her and and I heard we heard all about uh you know that your your uh, business endeavor and thought fascinating story and people Wait, want to hear about it. Did you pitch
1: it to Michelle or did you just find her?
0: I think I did. You I pitched did. it. No, yeah. I, I didn't pitch, I said please get Stephanie. Get the- <laughs> I, need, I need to talk to Stephanie. Because it was when Stern taught, Howard's yeah, Howard Stern was talking about you, and I thought, oh, that's interesting to talk to her. Yeah. And and he didn't he wasn't a fan of the show, so he didn't really know you didn't really know kind of what was going on. And I thought, oh, we're fans. And so this would be really interesting. That's so So, cool. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody, do you you interact with other cast members?
2: Yeah, all the time. I am actually planning a little girl's trip with two other female cast members. Um, There's a lot of 90 day cast members that I consider actually pretty good friends that I talk to on like a weekly basis.
0: Is there anyone you'd recommend I speak to who's got an interesting story and has interesting experience with this?
2: I think let's say I mean there's Big Ed, of course, who's <laughs> like the oh, the for child. Of- yeah. he's, he's definitely yeah, someone to talk of- to. His relationship with his fiance that's something you should definitely dissect on your show because it's pretty strange. Right. It's a they're, they're age gap couple, so
0: okay, it's, it's good. Quite Weird. Ed,
2: but i'll um, go after ed and anybody then, else
0: maybe you're
2: i think uh you know i'm on currently the season of 90 day single life and uh mm. debbie she's colt's mom and she's you know an oh, older Colty's woman mom. and she's trying to have sex and date again so that'd be something i think cool to discuss that actually would be
0: really interesting it would be really interesting because uh you know she was also an exotic dancer of types back she was a quote go-go dancer back in the day do you oh, not know that yeah she she has she was she has you got to see the pictures. She's she cute. She was, she was I, I'm amazing, and, and uh, oh, no. in Vegas, I think. I think if I got that right. And then also, she has a horror hormonal replacement story that I think is. Oh, she did. Oh, yeah. that's what happened. So that's we, should, she wants uh, to get back we should. We should talk game. to Debbie. So Colty's mom, and Ed, we should get our, our hands on those guys.
1: Do you want to book yeah. our show?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Stephanie. It was a, a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for uh, playing along and. Uh, good luck with the NFT. Again, it's, uh, let me, what is it? fartjarsnft.com Fart FartJars. Fart and give us again your Instagram and websites.
2: My Instagram is Stepankamatto, M A T T O. And uh, I think that's pretty much, you know, where you'll find me. You'll see all my other links for my social media on there.
0: And I'm guessing Stepanko is a uh, check for Stephanie.
2: Yes. My check name.
0: Yeah. So say goodbye to us now in Czech as well.
2: Děkuji moc krát a dobrý večer. <laughs> ciao. All
1: right,
0: Stephanie. Great. Great to meet you. Take care. Ciao.
1: ciao. ciao, ciao. Thank you.
0: All right. You bet. You're welcome. Uh, so there you so go. So it's Susan. funny. Um, yeah.
1: We will get back to tougher subjects oh, like the opo- opioid adem- Epidemic and other things of that sort. We've Sorry, bu- we, bunch- we just wanted to have a little fun. Today.
0: We are going to have fun here and there. That's the way it goes. And uh, we have a bunch of emails that I'm going to be responding to probably, um, what do you think, Monday? No, maybe.
1: I had a bunch of emails like that I'll all picked up for you.
0: Yeah, we've got a bunch of them we're going to print up and go over with people. So thank you for sending those. And uh,
1: yeah, thank we have you a, we have training. a show tomorrow too. So we
0: do, uh, Maybe
1: we can do one or two at the end. If
0: it's yes. Like I think that's probably a good idea for, is tomorrow.
1: it the we have the divorce guy tomorrow, right?
0: Correct. Mar- Marilyn
1: Chin, divorce attorneys. She divorce to... attorney. Yeah. We'll get back to the good stuff. The painful stuff. <laughs> get
0: back to it. Uh, okay. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you for being on the restream. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap. Well, I won't wrap the clubhouse just yet, but I will remember to wrap the clubhouse. Up yeah. Before
1: you go in. and. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: we appreciate you guys being here and uh, we will see you tomorrow at, I believe, three o'clock. Yep. Tomorrow at three. We also have... Uh, aye, aye, aye. Oh no, he's not coming in here. We also have um, Monday. Uh, it's going to be a little bit later, maybe with Chad and JT. Our guys, uh, if you remember those, the cool... Cool, guys.
1: I, well, they haven't booked yet, but maybe next week. All right. We have a couple. We have some people. And on, I've got
0: Darth, Dr. Arthur Kaplan coming back on uh, Thursday, the <laughs> medical ethics.
1: And he thought it was funny when I said the divorce guy. Divorce guy. L-O-L. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see not you. ready for that yet. Thank you,
0: Caleb. Thank you, Susan. We'll see you tomorrow at 3. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com slash help.